Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast, where we aim to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and tech leaders all around the world. Look, we all know that serving in worship and production is great, but the problems, those are real. Thanks for joining us as we dive into today's episode with our host, Brian Tabor. Welcome to episode 149 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast. We love you, fam. We're so glad that you're tuning in again this week. Uh, you know why we're here. Uh, our guy on the intro, Scott Hogue, just said it. We're here to entertain you, encourage you, and equip you. That's what we want to help do. And uh, boy, do I have a treat for you today. After a one-week uh, respite, we're back with Big Yonsei. I hope you enjoyed the week away because <laughs> I'm back and I'm so, man, I missed it. It is weird to, to miss a week. I, right? I missed, I missed you. I missed our chat. Good missed, times, man. I know. Good times, but I'm, I'm so good glad. Times. I'm so happy good to be times. here. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, yeah. So I'm back. I'm back. And this is what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be sharing some resources with you guys because like Brian said, we always want to equip you for ministry. We are going to share some laughs with prayer concerns and I'm, I've got my hopes set high. I, I need some good laughs this week, Brian. So don't disappoint. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure, but don't disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, and then we are going to be sharing a conversation that we had with um, our friend Nathan Del Turco with Dwell Conference. You might not have heard of him. That doesn't mean turn this off. You got to listen because Nathan dropped some absolute yep. fire in our conversation. Really, really great conversation. Get ready. Can't wait, Can't wait for you guys get to ready. hear it. Uh, but before we get to all of that, Brian, will you take just a moment to tell our listeners about our sponsor planning center? Absolutely. I'd love to. We love Planning Center, guys. You know that. They've been with us since the beginning, and uh, they, they now have a, an app called Church Center, which is a free app for your congregation. So if you use certain Planning Center applications, you can give the people in your church access to an app where they can connect to the life of your church by checking in their families, giving, joining groups, managing their own personal profile information, register, registering for events, and now... It's like that, but wait, there's more moment. Hmm. They can also reply to their uh, their requests, their serving requests in the services app yeah. inside of Church Center. So again, Planning Center's changing the game, guys. Uh, go check this out at planningcenter.com slash church dash center. They are absolutely the best. They are. They're the best. Absolutely the best. So uh, you got stranded in Oregon. I did. I did get my team and I got stranded in Oregon. <laughs> we uh, we had the honor of going and doing worship for um, Oregon Youth Convention. Shout out to all of the Oregon peeps out there. Nice. Um, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a thing. I'm Mighty sorry. Mighty Ducks. That's where Sorry. you go. Oh my gosh. Uh, so we got, we got to go over Sorry. to Oregon. Beautiful. We were in Salem for a couple of days, but nice. yeah, we, um, we, we went to do a uh, worship for the closing session. It was Saturday morning and I stepped off the platform to an email saying your flight's been canceled. And that's all it said. No reason. No Were hope. you guys on at 2911 or were you No. Off? So we had scheduled, oh, gotcha. we, we had a whole team scheduled, thankfully. Nice. Um, yeah. So we had a whole team scheduled to, to handle the weekend cause we weren't going to make it back in time for our evening service. But mm-hmm. yeah, so, um, we were supposed to go up and close that worship or close that session with worship. I missed it cause I was on the phone with my BFFs over at American Airlines for an hour and a half. Oh. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, we, you know, we got to, we got to spend an extra day uh, floating around Portland because we could not get a flight out until Sunday night. We had to switch airlines. So, um, but it was a I've good time. I've never been to Portland, but I've heard it's a beautiful place. It, is, it was, you know, I was very pleasantly, mm. very pleasantly surprised. Very, nice. yeah, yeah. I I loved it. We had a great time. Um, got to meet some people too. Shout out to Colin and Emily, his wife. They are fans of the podcast, and oh, so that's nice. always fun. I know it's always fun when you get to like meet someone and right? um, and chat in real life. So shout out, shout out to all those Oregon peeps. But yeah, I had a good shout time. Shout out to the ducks. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, they're probably not. That's probably is probably not the at college. all. I I think the college is it's the Oregon Ducks. I think it is, but I don't call but it. They may I, not I don't associate themselves with that. Sorry, maybe not. No, no. Yeah, but, I um, go there sometimes. They're yeah. not all home runs fan. <laughs> but no, had a had a we had a great time. We had a great time as a team and you know, weather was gorgeous, so my heart was happy. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Did you get to wear your boots? Um actually I did not wear boots because mm. I knew I was gonna be on my feet a lot. So Ooh, gotcha. I went I went yeah. for comfortable I went for comfortable shoes. You I went, went for, for comfort, sneaks. not for style. I went for the sneaks. No, my sneaks were stylish. I did oh, go gotcha. for but you got the, the 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 dual action I did. comfort and style. <laughs> you know me. You should know better. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was great. It was great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, fam, you know, um, our friend Daniel Gorley, Free Church AV, we've been telling you about this for two years. It's absolutely real. Mm -hmm. And you absolutely have to enter if you want a chance to, to for your church to win a, a new AVL system valued up to $200,000. So you got to go to freechurchav.com and enter. It's not complicated to enter, but it is absolutely real. And he's doing season three right now. Uh, it's, you got to get in it, man. Go, yep. So go, go check it out. Uh, I think there's a link even in our bio, you can get there from there. Um, and we have a really cool collab coming up with Logos Bible Software. I know we've been teasing that for a few weeks, but uh, look for some details coming soon. Uh, we are excited to uh, to have a new a new partner. So, uh, and and Logos Bible Software is a game changer. If you're a person who uh, speaks or teaches, prepares messages, lessons of any kind, I mean, it's awesome. So, yep, we're excited about that coming yeah, up. I can't wait to hear more about that. Yeah, I it's going to be awesome. Yeah, be good, I can't man. wait. Oh, well, Brian, you know what time it is. What time is it? I think it's time for prayer concerns. So, fam, your prayer concern game has been exceptional. Uh, over these last couple of months. So please keep them coming. If you don't know what this seg seg segment is, this is episode 149. We've done this every single week for <laughs> the last 149 weeks. So here's what it is. Every church has a response device, a connection card. You've got a live stream chat. You've got YouTube comments. You've got uh, Yelp and Google reviews that people mm -hmm. leave. And sometimes they will use those to really reach out to your church. Hey, I need help. Or I've got this prayer request. Sometimes though, they use it as a means of, you know. Constructive criticism. Yeah, you could. Unsolicited yeah, you, feedback. Unsolicited <laughs> feedback. There you go. There you go. And so people send these in from all over the world. You can send yours in as well. Uh, and you will always be anonymous. Your church's name will always be anonymous. We'll never share any of that. Uh, but go to worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the prayer concerns uh, menu item, and you can uh, fill out the form there, send it in. You'll always be anonymous. You can DM that to us on Instagram as well. 
But we share these every week on the podcast. So let's dive right in. Prayer concern number one. I can't believe you took my grandson off the stage when he has a better voice than any of your vocalists. It's a proud grandparent there. Proud grandma. Her grandparent, I guess we don't know. I just assumed it was the grandma, but you know, Uh, grandpas (laughs) can be fierce too, so. (laughs) Can't believe you took that boy off of there. Can't believe it. Come on, fam. How dare you. How dare you. Okay, number two, (laughs) prayer concern number two. Our church has two campuses in the area. I lead worship at one of them, and my worship pastor leads at the other one. His dad happens to attend the campus I lead, and this past weekend, he came up to me and said, man, I'm really glad you had drums this weekend because you can really tell when you don't have them. <laughs> really? Can you? <laughs> the sarcastic part of me is just Uh-oh. like... Oh, <laughs> yeah. A little rhythm. A little rhythm issue. Oh, gosh. Wow. A little rhythmic issue. Thanks. Thanks for the support. Yeah. Thank you so much for the kindness. <laughs> Captain Obvious. We all can't tell when there's yeah, exactly. not drums. I mean, that makes a big difference. So. Wow. All right, number three, prayer concern number three. This past Sunday, one of our senior saints pulled me aside with a minute 30 seconds left on our countdown. She told me she liked the music, but wanted to offer to sit down with me and show me how to play and sing some old hymns because, quote, apparently you don't know any. <laughs> <laughs> right before, right, got a minute, minute until service. <laughs> minute and a half left. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Open, open, open discussion. Oh, at least she offered some practical help. <laughs> she brought something to the table right? beyond, exactly. a, beyond a criticism. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so this one is specifically uh, addressed to you, Jen. And this was after the uh, prayer concern from a couple of weeks ago about the, the woman who was expecting somebody noticed her cankles. Gosh, that one's right? still. So this one, it says, uh, this is for Jen based on today's prayer concerns. And it says, I went nine days past my due date with both of my children. When people wouldn't quit asking, when are you going to have that baby? I finally started replying, you must give a $5 donation to the building fund before I answer. <laughs> so that right there, that's creativity. There we go. There we go. That is creativity. That's, like, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, smart. that's, a, that's very that's smart. That's a smart woman. I, smart. I admire her restraint because nine yeah. days overdue and people asking that question. Mm. Guys, just stop. Stop asking just that stop. question. Just it's, stop. Just stop it. Leave the pregnant women alone. <laughs> exactly. Let them, just, just let them be. Just, oh They're going goodness. through enough, guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Here's the last one, the bottom of the pudding cup. Prayer concern number five. I recently got this comment, and it said, can you start singing some old white people music? That, that's it. Just goes on to say, oh, oh and I'm black, so it made this conversation even more awkward. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Fam, just don't. Just oh just gosh. don't. Just you, stop. Just stop. No, there's Come just on. there's that so is, much I could say right now. Right? There's, that is just a Throat, come some, on, fam. That's a throat punch from Pastor Scott. That's like, just stop. You guys. Don't make me just get stop. on the box. Do not <laughs> make me. <laughs> guys, you, we want Jenny off that box. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> we're going to turn that loose again coming up. And you, 
So guys, those are prayer oh, concerns. Uh, again, thank you for sending those in. Keep them coming. Uh, you can send those in. Go to the, the prayer concerns tab on the worshipleaderprobs.com website, or you can uh, email uh, those, or sorry, direct message those to us uh, on Instagram uh, as well. Well, I made a new friend recently. It's a person that Jen has known for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's dive into our conversation with Mr. Nathan Del Turco. Well, the Worship Leader Probs podcast is thrilled to have Mr. Nathan Del Turco from Dwell Conference. How you doing, Nathan? Doing amazing. How are you, Brian? Uh, doing great. Doing great. Any friend of Jen's is a friend of mine. <laughs> so I know you guys have long history together. We do. Uh, rock, rock in the Valley for Jesus <laughs> yep. uh, out there in Phoenix. So, uh, man, thanks for taking the time today. Absolutely. Honored to be here. So excited. And uh, I was telling these guys before we got started that my goal today is to get Jen fired. So it should be a fun podcast. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, okay, Nate, this is quite a list. All right. You're an author, worship leader, songwriter, creative leader, and consultant, podcaster, husband slash father. Okay. Who just recently had a baby, right? I did. Number four, little Ambrose Ambrose Venture. Mm-hmm. Ambrose Venture, he uh, he is awesome. He's a little chunker. He's great. Oh, that's so cool. One <laughs> more, you guys can feel the team against the snails, man. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Right. I mean, that's our goal. Uh, we play, Mark, we were, we're a rugby family, so we're just trying to nice. build a team. Rumble was, in the valley, man. I was trying to build a band, so... You know. Oh, okay. I mean, that works too. Yeah, rugby team, that's, <laughs> that's intense. <laughs> so... Uh, tell us a little bit about, about yourself. Like who is Nathan Del Turco? <laughs> um, that was fantastic. That was great. That was so great. Uh, wow. Um, well, like you best. said, I've, I'm married. I, I've been married for 13 years and, nice. um, uh, kind of the obligatory thing to say is to my smoking hot wife, because that's what right. you say when you're absolutely. Can you talk about your exactly. wife? Exactly. Exactly. That one was just for Jen. Um, I meme that one. I'm memeing yeah, it. Absolutely. No, please don't. Uh, and then I have, I have four kids, Harbor Jean, Alistair Wilde, Agatha May, and uh, Ambrose Fincher. We never intended to set out to be the family that gives three of our four kids the same first initial, but it just kind of happened that way. <laughs> and when we named our kids, we decided um, we were going to basically use as the filter. I would buy that album. I would read that book. I would go to that conference, you know, so Harbor Jean, nice. Alistair Wilde, I just always imagine him when he's older, somehow has an English accent, smoking a pipe, <laughs> reading books. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm a worship pastor, creative pastor, and I just, I love the local church and I love leaders. And um, <laughs> a while ago, and I think it was in my book, Worship Leader Handbook, I wrote, my calling beyond the shadow of a doubt is to um, champion people. And that's, mm-hmm. that's just my heart. I just want, I love connecting people. I love championing leaders and I love just getting to sit across the table or, you know, in front of a bunch of leaders and just telling them, Hey, you matter. And, mm-hmm. uh, being a worship pastor, creative pastor, a church leader, it's actually a, a pretty difficult job at times and you're not alone and, uh, you're worth it and you're going to, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Dude, he connects with everyone. When I meet people in the valley, we we like everybody knows 
Nathan. So oh, he has well, lived thanks. he has lived up to that. Nathan is the connector and champion of everybody. So love it. Oh, well, <laughs> so thanks. Love it. Love okay, it. so we've been asking everybody this question just because, you know, 2020 was a historic year for yes. everyone. So we've just been just curious finding out how was 2020 yeah, yeah. for you? How is heading into 2021, which is nearing the end? I cannot yeah, believe yeah. we're already halfway through mm. October. But how has how was 2020 for you mm. and then even coming out of that into 2021? What did that look like for you? 2020 for me was really interesting. So at the time throughout 2020, I was um, I was still the worship pastor for Hillsong Phoenix, which is the Southwest region for Hillsong Church, Arizona and Nevada. Mm-hmm. And I led those teams and that's a beautiful, beautiful team of people. And um, that was when I was transitioning kind of out of my role at the end of 2020. 2020 was, man, it was just a sprint. And I think for me, and I, I would say a lot of people kind of came to this conclusion, um, it was just a huge year of just ch- maybe taking inventory and just mm-hmm. maybe just choosing some things differently for myself and for my family. I had been at that point sprinting full-time nonstop for almost 16 years in full-time ministry. And um, I just kind of got to a point, not where I was burnt out, but where I just realized I was missing some stuff with my kids. Um, mm-hmm. And again, everything at home was fine. It was great, but I just I just kind of made the decision to change things up. So I stepped out of my role at Hillsong Church um, as the worship pastor and stepped back into the world doing consulting and coaching with churches, which I had never really stopped doing. I was doing that on top of what I was doing at Hillsong. And, and again, that transition was beautiful. I can't say anything but positive things about Hillsong Phoenix crew. Terry and Judith are absolute legends. Uh, we stick to the the Hillsong narrative legends. They are absolute legends. And um that's just that cruise beautiful. So mm-hmm. for us, I, I think one of the tipping points for me in making that decision and just kind of choosing a little bit of a different pace of life was I remember one time I came home, I just gotten home from Sydney and my son who loves to build Legos, he's just this little inventor guy. He had this little box of Legos, like a pre, like, a, like, you know, like the little, um, uh, like it, I think it was the millennium Falcon or something like that. Like it was like the pre-box, right. With the directions. And he came to me and I just gotten home from Sydney. And I knew that in two days I was leaving to go to, um, I was going to leave the morning. Then I was going to fly to Las Vegas for our Vegas campus. And then I was going to stay the night in Vegas and do some coaching with team there and then come back. And he asked me, he was like, Hey, are you going to be home tomorrow? And I just told him, I'm so sorry, buddy. I won't be, I know I just got home, but he's like, I really want to build this with you. And he was like, okay, no worries. And if you ever meet my son, he's just the most empathetic, like just cares for people so deeply for a little mm-hmm. six-year-old. He's like, no, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. It's not a problem, dad. And when I got back from my trip, um, I got back really late that night and I came in and he had already, he had built it without me mm-hmm. and it was sitting on the counter and he had set it out kind of as like a, obviously not like a, I did it without you, but I, I got the heart of it of like, look what I did, dad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He had set it out on the counter where he knew I would see it. And obviously I was so pumped and so proud, but in that moment, I just realized for me personally, and this obviously isn't for everyone. I just realized at that point, I was like, I'm running a pace that isn't damaging, but it's not helping my family thrive in this season. Um, So I just had to make the hard decision to, to change how I was doing my life. Um, So 2020 was a real formative year for us. Uh, Like I said, it was lots and lots of great stuff. I mean, we were right there in the midst of all of it. We went from being a weekend church with you know seven locations to okay, we're all online now. And I remember one time we went and uh, when all that happens, and we went to one of our campuses 
um, a couple of our campuses with a big van. And we just started taking gear to just bring it all <laughs> to one location. Cause we're like, this is our broadcast location now. So we just, right. we basically right. like Frankenstein right. our sound system from all of our <laughs> locations nice. into one. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really, uh, hard for like the 2020 COVID reasons or whatever, but it was a really beautiful season for me and my family to make that transition. Mm. And, um, yeah. So then I just stepped back into doing consulting work and coaching and, and working with teams. And then, uh, yeah, we still have great relationships with that whole crew and Hillsong has been family for us for a really long time. So mm. we just, yeah, it was a bit of a different pace. Yeah. No kidding. Boy, I applaud you for taking that step. I mean, that's not always an easy thing to do. Yeah. And, um, I applaud you for doing that. What would so, you, wait, let me record yeah, Ben. I'm just, it just makes me wonder, like, so what would you say to someone who might be kind of feeling that even now kind of going, I'm yeah. not sure about this pace. What would you say to them? Um, no, that's a really great question. I think that, I think that most church leaders feel that pace. Um, most church creative leaders and worship leaders feel that pace. I mean, there's a lot riding on our shoulders and there, and then at times there's a lot riding on our shoulders that we put on our own shoulders, which that's kind of hard. I would just say to someone who's maybe struggling or kind of journeying through that, that area of their life, I would just say, you just got to figure out what's most important mm -hmm. because what, what I don't think the solution is, is that everyone should just quit their jobs. I, right. that, that's not what I would advocate for at all. You know, after a really, really long time of putting in miles, I decided that that's what was right for my family in that season. Mm -hmm. Um, but even with that, we didn't just step out cold Turkey. We, we stepped out and we just, we continued to serve as we could and, and volunteer. And, but I just, it was a shift of focus for me. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the misconception is just because things are hard, it means they're wrong. And that's not necessarily mm -hmm. true. Works hard. You know, whether you're a lawyer or a doctor, you work at Starbucks, work is hard. And I think sometimes we run from hard when we should just stay through it. But I think I would just encourage someone, you need to determine whether or not it's just hard or you actually do need a change. Um, what I did during that season is I, I got advice from really close people um, who were outside of the situation as well as inside that could give me insight and wisdom and pray with me and partner with me. It was not a decision made lightly by any means. Um, so we just, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, no, that's, that's what good. I would say. That's fantastic. That's, that's yeah. great. That's yeah. great. Um, so, okay. We, we listed off a bunch of things in the first, <laughs> the first question, all these things that you do, uh, we, I, we left off Epic beard grower <laughs> beard game is on point. I just trimmed um, it too. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, okay. How, let's back up a little bit. How, what led you into ministry? Like, how did you get started? Yeah. Uh, so I grew up going back and forth between Arizona and South Carolina. My parents were pastors when I was younger. They got split. They split up when I was around seven and went to opposite ends of the country. My dad was in Assemblies of God pastor um, when my parents split. And at the time in the Assemblies of God denomination, if you were divorced for any reason at all, you could no longer be a pastor. Um, so that kind of made things a little difficult from the church perspective. I just kind of always grew up knowing the Lord. And that sounds... Um, for some people, that's a little weird, but for me, that was just my reality. I just kind of always grew up with the relationship with the Lord. And that was my quiet space. That was my, that was my safe space. And 
I grew up uh, a chunk of my life in South Carolina where I made a lot of bad decisions. I got involved in a lot of drugs and stuff like that when I was really little, um, around 11 years old. I was doing stuff that adults were doing. And, um, but even during that season and during that part of my life, the Lord just had his hand on me. And um, so I, uh, I remember laying in bed once after a, a pretty substantial like moment doing some pretty dumb stuff. And I remember laying in my bed and looking at the ceiling. And I just said, I was probably like 13 maybe. And I just remember looking at the ceiling and saying, Lord, if I don't get out of here, I'm going to die. And uh, it was a pretty sobering realization as a little guy, you know? And it was a few weeks later, my parents shipped me back to Arizona to kind of start over. And I hit here and just quit everything cold turkey, jumped right back into life. And that's when I went, started going to an actual youth group. And then I just had a youth pastor that just pulled me aside one night. And I remember it so vividly. And he just said, Hey, I just want you to know, like, God has an actual purpose for you. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like God loves me. And he was like, no, no, no. For Nathan, like God has a purpose for Nathan. And that was the first time anyone had ever really spoken that into me. And it just took root and just immediately started to grow. Um, And from there, I just, I grew in my faith and I just, I don't know. I was that like punk rock kid that, uh, what's funny. I was just that punk rock kid, like through junior high and high school. And I would like hold Bible studies for all my friends in the middle of the lunch, in the middle of the lunchroom. I just didn't care. And I was probably, uh, not tactful and how I talked to people, and, <laughs> but God just gave me grace. And so anyways, yeah. So I just kind of grew up that way. And, uh, I just truly believe that the things that I went through in life made me obviously the way that I am God, but God's hand carrying me through all those moments is what enabled me and what enables me now to do what I do. Mm. So I'm grateful. No regrets. That's awesome. awesome. We were talking earlier about what an encourager you are. And I'm just wondering now hearing that story about your youth pastor, if that was like a little seed that got planted in a moment, you know, just that, I mean, it's obviously a gift that God has placed in you, but even just you experiencing that someone reaching into your life and encouraging you and speaking purpose to you. Uh, you know, even when you're like, yeah, I got it. I know it. I know God has, but speaking so particularly to you, I just wonder if that has just really something, a seed that God put in you in that moment to just grow and really shape who you are in ministry. Yeah, I I think it did. And I remember, you know, fast forward from there, I grew up, went through high school, went to, um, I almost, so through high school, I was cutting hair and doing fashion design. So designing clothes and stuff like that, just on my own. And I still do like I tailor my own clothes and all that kind of stuff. I cut my kids' hair and all that. So like weird artistic side of me. Um, so that'll never <laughs> fully awesome. go in. But I almost went into that vocationally, actually doing cosmetology and doing fashion design. Um, in the last minute, the Lord just grabbed my heart and pulled me over uh, to doing worship. And I actually mm-hmm. went to College of mm-hmm. Visible Music College, which is in Memphis, Tennessee, and um, nice. ended up going there and uh, doing... <laughs> Sounds so lame. This is not what they call it, but it was a Christian school of rock. No. So, so, Ken, so Ken Stewart, who was one of the founding guys from Skillet, started a oh college, and uh, which is like the best and coolest brag ever, or the lamest thing you've ever heard. And uh, <laughs> depending on when you were born, right? So I thought it was the coolest thing ever because I grew up listening to Skillet. Uh, so I went to music college there, and then relocated to New York. And then I remember, and the reason I'm telling you that whole part of the progression is I remember where I was standing. I was at a church called Northside Baptist Church. I just led worship for a youth event. And I was standing there. My wife and I 
I think we were engaged or dating at the time, maybe. And I remember standing there and someone asked me like, Hey, when you fast forward and you look into your future, what do you want to do with your life? And up to that point, I had always said, I want to be a worship leader. And literally in that moment, mid sentence, like, like it was a movie. I said, I want to be a worship pastor and something in my spirit shifted. Mm -hmm. And, um, from that point forward, no matter where I've been or what team I've been on, I've always tried to just replace myself. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, God's just, he just ignited that desire in my spirit to just be a champion of other people. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's kind of carried me to where I am now in, in responsibility and the things that I do now. Um, and I continue and will continue to do that. I'm always constantly just trying to pull and raise other people up mm-hmm. to just give them what I'm doing. And, you know, here, you can have my seat. That's I'll awesome. find another one. It's okay. You know, and well, it's which like is, that thing that your youth pastor said to you, you're, you're spending the rest of your life saying that to other people. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so yeah. awesome. And I love what you're saying there right there too. Cause I think so many times everybody gets, we get afraid and we hold on. We think like I have we to do. keep such a firm grip on this position or this role or cause if I let go, if I give it to someone else, there's nothing for me. And you yes. have lived over and over with God just going, okay, you've mm-hmm. let go of that. Now here's something new I can put in your hand. Yeah. And then that's incredible. Well, hey, and the next time Jen comes in to get her hair done, we, sh- we should go live. <laughs> we should go he, live on the account. He does not me, do my hair. You want me to do your so, hair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We need, we need that. We'd well, have think, to do like some sort of a fundraiser or something. <laughs> the I, only I, way I would ever. No way. I'll totally cut your hair. Definitely not. No. <laughs> not she knows me too well. She's like, you're going to do something mm-hmm. weird to my hair. Yep. Um, I, I think that. Um, and I don't know why this, this quote dropped into my head when you were just saying that, Jen, but I just, I feel like whatever you gain with, you must maintain. Love it. And I think that as we, if we fight our way into platforms of influence and authority or whatever, we will always have to fight. There's something different that happens. There's something completely different that, that happens when we just say, every single thing in my hand is not mine. Mm. I'm just getting to steward it until whoever comes yeah, after me. Yeah. And if we, if we, if we put all of our energy and striving and fight into that, we will all, I think, be a little bit more in step with the Holy Spirit and what He's trying to do in our lives. Like, direct our energy toward, all right, Lord, who am I stewarding this for? Mm-hmm. Because either way, no matter what role you're in, position you're in, authority you've been given, it won't be yours forever, right. you know? And yeah. um, mm-hmm. not saying that we should be flippant and give things away too quickly because that's a whole nother podcast. But I think that we just need to be attentive and ask for the Holy spirit to give us his pace and everything that we do. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so good. Mm. That is so good. That's so good. So, uh, Brian mentioned earlier dwell conference, which yeah. I can't wait. Finally a conference in Phoenix, hometown, yes. hometown, like one of the best times of the year too. So dwell conference <laughs> is coming up February 3rd through the 5th in uh, 2022. What can you tell us about the conference? Uh, it's going to be so much fun and really rambunctious. And if you've listened to the dwell podcast at all, uh, it's going to be just like our dwell podcast in the sense that we don't take ourselves very seriously, but we, we take, take, we take telling people that they're important very seriously. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's a dwell creative and worship conference. So this conference that we're doing, uh, that was originally started by the living streams team and kind of founded in a large way by Ryan Romeo. 
um, and the Orsos and a couple of really incredible families. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, we were trying and working really hard for this conference for it to not just be a worship conference, mm-hmm. but for it to be a creative and worship conference. So we, we have, um, we have speakers coming to speak to creative moments and storytelling. We have an entire thing for production people. Mm-hmm. We're actually doing our own small little version of NAM at the conference where there's going to be booths and, um, you can actually come and, uh, get in your monitors made or get your light IEMs made and wow. all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we're going to be demoing lights and sound systems and all sorts of stuff. So we're, we're trying to really broaden the spectrum when it comes to creativity, because as you guys know, our creative teams are not just made up of worship leaders. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. we're trying Absolutely. to like, we're trying to broaden this out so that anyone who comes here would never at any point feel like, oh, this is only for worship leaders, you know? Right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, John Cassetto, who's been the creative pastor globally for Saddleback for some time, is going to be here. Wow. Um, Andy Rosier is going to be out here hanging out with us, just loving on people. It's going to be brilliant. There's some local teams here from Arizona that are phenomenal worship teams and speakers. Ryan Romeo from Outcry Tour will be here speaking. And then a whole list of other people that are going to be a part of this conference that I can't tell you. And you have to wait, you have to wait for the promo in time for it to come out, but it's going to be amazing. Um, It's three days long. And also you guys will be there. Yes, we are. We can't wait. We cannot (laughs) wait. We cannot wait. I've been trying to get Brian out here for the longest time. So we're super excited. Uh, We're going to, we're going to be able to do some special things uh, yes. we're going to, we're, I guess we might as well just say it. We are going to record a live podcast yes. while we're there. So if, if you missed out on some of that, cause you couldn't get to Florida for experience, you've got to come to Phoenix come on. for dwell, um, yes. and come hang out with us. But yeah, it's, it sounds like it's just going to be amazing again. I've Guys, had the- we're all going to meet the snails. We're going to meet the little <laughs> yes. snails. Jen will have everybody over for like some kind of oh, cookout yeah. or something. I, I, yeah. Everybody, everybody, everybody that's listening, you could just come to my house. Yeah. Your backyard, a- your backyard is famous. Yes. Right? We're going to have a cookout in my backyard. Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's going to be so exciting. And it's like, seriously, it's like the best time of year to be here. Best time of it year. Is. So keep an eye out on the Good promo Lord. and stuff because you guys got to join us because it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Um, so dwellconference.org is how to get more information about that. Pre-sale tickets are going to go on sale very soon. Nice. Nice. Awesome. And I think we're, we're going to have some special codes too coming. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Pay Absolutely. That. Pay attention to that. That's awesome. So, okay. You're involved in all kinds of stuff. You're yeah. doing all kinds of stuff. You're, you're, uh, you get to see up close lots of different team cultures and dynamics. And if you were going to, what do you think is the biggest challenge facing worship and creative teams right now? Yeah. um, I I think I don't want to say, I don't want to say authenticity because I think that that gets a little convoluted and confusing for some people, but I think a, a legitimate, air of honesty. And and what I mean by that is I feel like the people that I've seen grow the most over the years that I've been doing this and myself included, it's just been a a big growth thing for me is the ability to admit your weakness and the ability to lean into that and get healing. There's something about that. That's just kryptonite to the devil. Mm -hmm. And when, when the enemy can no longer hold your mistakes above your head and you just straight up walk into the room with a big old flashlight and shine light on your weakness, mm-hmm. you just, you really just enable the Holy spirit to do what he wants to do. And we were just at, um, me and a handful of the crew, uh, from living streams were just at belonging conference and, um, uh, Alex, the co-pastor of belonging co, she got up and she talked about this idea of 
we are meant to be transparent. And because the the light of Jesus is trying to shine through us to others, right? Mm -hmm. When we have these spots in our life that we keep hidden, they cast shadows. So if he's shining from behind us through us, these dark spots in our lives cast shadow when we're trying to just be, be Jesus to people. And she's just saying basically what she challenged the room on and it's just stuck with me so heavy because the, 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 um, teams that I've been working with, like that's what they've been journeying is there's just something powerful and disarming about just being like, yeah, I'm weak and I need help. Yeah. Because then there's no shame. There's no longer shame attached to it because you called it for what it is. You've pulled it to the middle of the room and you said, I'm going to work on this and I'm going to get better and I'm going to be powerful because of Jesus, not because of me. Literally, my weakness becomes my strength, you know, in that moment. Right. Um, so I think that there is a real, um, there's a fear, a genuine fear in creative culture. I think at churches right now, especially some stuff that's come out in the news across the board for different churches. Uh, there's a real fear of being found out because none of us are perfect. And I think that if we, if we make a commitment to not walk in shame, but just to maybe find some trusted people that we can just be weak with, it just it enables us to run so much further. And it just literally takes arrows right out of the, the enemy's quiver, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah. just takes the arrows right away. It's like, what are you going to shoot at me, man? <laughs> like, right, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm an open book, you know? Like, yeah. it's just, it's a different, it's a different reality. And I think that if more creative leaders strive to have healthy, you know, moments like that, like I think of, I think it's in first John where it says, um, when we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness mm-hmm. and carrying that every day, that act of repentance, it just mm-hmm. enables us to live freely in his mm-hmm. presence and it enables us to lead freely. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. That's so I think too, like not, not weaponizing other people's weakness. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, like you reap what you sow. We hear that so much in terms of tithing mm-hmm. and whatnot, but in that passage, he's talking about forgiveness and, and just yeah. even in how we treat people. And so it just, we, that's something that has to be on the forefront of our mind is not mm-hmm. weaponizing other people's weakness because there's going right. to be a moment when we're weak or, you know, yes. and what are we going to want in return? Because we are going to reap whatever it is we've sown. So man, that's... Well, well, and I think that there's something to be said. And again, this could be a whole nother podcast in and of itself, but we just, I think that we just need to err on the side of being maybe a little bit more careful to brand protect mm-hmm. when it comes to being church leaders. And I think, and what I mean by that is I, I think that sometimes we have young leaders on our creative teams that are struggling with some heavy stuff or just leaders in general. It doesn't have to be young leaders, but struggling with some heavy stuff. And I think the fear is, is, Oh my gosh, that person's going to struggle. And then people are going to find out and they're going to associate it with our branding as a church. Mm. And um, I, I think that our ability to stand with people in their weakness is really important. And again, that's a whole nother conversation. There's a lot of layers and context to that, but I just think that there's something to be said about, when someone's struggling with something that, that they can grow through, I think we need to be the first people to run up next to them and be like, let's do this together Yeah, and not push people out. And again, I'm not, and again, like there's a lot of layers to that. So mm-hmm. I'm not talking something dramatic or, you know, right. um, but you kind of understand what I'm saying. I just, I think that we, if we create safe spaces on our, on our team, you know, and, and I, I could give a really small, I can give a really small short example. I've had a team member come to me before in the past years ago 
that was like, Hey man, I'm just, I'm really struggling with drinking. Like I'm just drinking nonstop and no one knows about it. And I feel really guilty about it. And I just, I have to tell you, and I just remember this person going like, so I know I'm off team now. Um, and I was like, what do you mean you're off team now? And he was like, well, I know that like, that's part of our thing. Like you can't do that. And so I know that I like, I'll find another place to go, you know? And I was like, wait, hold on timeout timeout. I'm like, are you trying, are you getting better actively? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, do you want to be better? And he's like, I do so bad. He's like, I've been clean for the past few weeks, but this is still a journey for me. And I was like, are you scheduled Sunday? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I'll see you Sunday. Wow. And if you don't show up, I'm coming to your house. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's this, it's this fervent chasing after people and not pushing them away when yeah. they have hard moments just mm-hmm. creates a different context of ministry which is really what Jesus did. He didn't run away and he wasn't worried about brand protection. I got to just yeah. be honest. He yeah. wasn't like that person makes me look like I'm not Jesus. He was just yeah. like, no, get in here, you know? Yeah. And um, we need to find a way to do that better. I think. Wow. Man, that's awesome. Wow. Boy, thanks for the reminder. There's about 8,000 reminders in this conversation. So, far. <laughs> so yeah. make sure you, uh, you got your ears on fam. Um, so, okay, Nathan, we end every interview the same way. We ask yeah. what we have very creatively called the big room question. So Love it. like if we, if we got every worship leader and all their volunteers and mm-hmm. every production leader and all their volunteers, we got them all in a big arena somewhere and we handed yeah. you a microphone, what would you want to say to them? What would you feel compelled to share? Um, that... So if you're listening to this now, I would just say like, you matter. And I know that that's a, if you follow me on social media or anything like that, you've seen me write that, but I just, I feel like we need that reminder. You genuinely matter and you're worth every moment of struggle and challenge. And, um, I would just say, commit to the process and do, do the long miles and long miles doesn't look like bearing up under abuse. That's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. long miles means being faithful. And one of the things a buddy of mine and I were chatting about the other day, talked about what is fruit. Fruit isn't the conferences we throw. It's not the worship sets that we design. It's not the songs we write. That's not our fruit, right? So fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. And if we strive to live lives that are faithful and joyful and passionate and loving and caring, and like that's fruit. So I just, I want to encourage you today, like the things that you do are not the things that give you importance. You're important because you matter to God so deeply. If you never strummed another guitar or sang another set or wrote another song, you matter. Right. He loved you and chose you before Judah Smith liked your Instagram post. (laughs) Right. Like he, he. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like us as a worship yeah. leader, like, oh my gosh, Joel Houston liked one of my posts. It's right. like, like <laughs> Jesus thought you were awesome before that happened. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think if I could just reiterate that, like just telling people, hey, you matter a whole lot, way more than you can possibly imagine. And understanding that like God wants you to be the best you you could be. He doesn't want you to be anyone else other than just you. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't need more Nathan Del Turcos. We don't need more Jens. We don't need more Brian's. We don't need more Joel Houston's. We just need more of you. And, um, mm-hmm. and I think there's just something releasing. And like I said before, this idea of us being open and honest and pursuing the righteousness of God through proximity and just being near God 
that like to be near piece. I think that that just changes everything and it just becomes kryptonite to the enemy. Yeah. And um, yeah, hopefully that makes sense, yeah. but you matter oh, a whole so lot. Good. So good. <laughs> you matter fam. That is a great and timely message uh, mm -hmm. uh, for all of us. So, okay. Dwell conference, February 3rd, third through the fifth, yes. 2022 in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, you can go to dwellconference.org to dig in more. Yes. Uh, we'll have some promo stuff coming out for, you know, for our friends and we're stoked to be there. Uh, make sure you go follow Nelson. Uh, sorry, Nelson. 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 I love Nelson. it. I, I totally I'm calling him morphed that from now your, I'm, I'm, I, I morphed your name into two. I'm updating his contact so right now. <laughs> right now. Oh, right make now. sure you go follow Nathan. <laughs> what in the world? Uh, yeah. And, and make sure uh, is uh, dwell. You've got social. Yeah. So the social is, is dwell worship, but worship doesn't have vowels because we're nice. super cool like that. Right. Very creative. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, fam, make sure you go follow Nathan and go follow the conference uh, as well. And we, we hope to see you there. Uh, Nathan, thank you so much for taking Absolutely. the time today. We're, I made a new friend and uh, I look forward to seeing Honored. you in Phoenix. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for, for letting me be on Brian and Jenny. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She hates she hates the name Jenny. He did it. He did it. I did do it. We could go J, J Train. Oh my god. Oh, I like that. That's oh, we got to stop this. We got to stop this. J Town. J Town. J Town. J Town. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so shout, apologies for calling him what did I? What did, no, Nelson? Or <laughs> what I even, even know is what, that? I don't even know what Nelson. that was, but I think we all need to call him that now. I'm. I'm so sorry, Nathan. Everybody needs major to. apologies to you. Um, but hey, looking forward to being at Dwell and just man, I have it written down on my notes here. You matter. Yeah. What a legacy! First mm -hmm. of all, for all of us right. to aspire to that we could leave every person we come in contact with with that. Mm -hmm. You matter. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe even take a moment today, text everybody on your team and just say that. You matter. Don't ask them for anything. Just say, hey, you yeah. matter. Like that, that is just, it's so simple, but so powerful. So, hey, coming to, coming to, to the Valley. Coming to Phoenix. In Phoenix, February 3rd through the 5th. Yeah. Uh, go to dwellworship.org and dig in more. And we'll be having some, uh, you know, some nifty promos. Yeah, yeah. Maybe potentially some nifty gifties. Maybe. <laughs> For our listeners, so <laughs> one never knows. You never but know. If you've never been to a live podcast recording, you got to come. Mm -hmm. Do not miss it. I promise you, it will be a lot of fun. So, yeah, man, really great to talk to Nathan. Make sure you go, uh, you go follow him. And, and as always, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks for listening. And hey, make sure you go hit subscribe on whatever platform it is that you are listening to this podcast. Um, that way it shows up for you. You don't have to go look for it. Every Tuesday, it's right there waiting for you right when you wake up. Like a and hot, hot, <laughs> piping hot. What is what wrong is, with me? Piping <laughs> hot. Piping hot cup of joe. We need to stop and pray for Brian right now. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever you think of worship leader props, pray for me. Brian that, has them. Just, Brian is all the worship leader props. <laughs> go hit subscribe. And hey, do us a favor. Go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating with a nice review. Drop nice. some nice words in there. Uh, it just helps to get the message of the podcast out in front of more people. 
um, because we think this adds value to their lives. And hey, thank you so much for following us on all of the socials at Worship Leader Probs on Instagram, Facebook, the Tiki Talk. And you can even find us over on Twitter by searching the hashtag Worship Leader Probs. Yeah, do it, man. We love engaging with you. And thank you. We've had we've had a slew of uh, posts with a lot of comments. And so that always <laughs> yeah. makes me so happy. Right. Uh, we love engaging with you. So, hey, and again, huge thanks to our friends at Maven Media Productions. They are absolutely the best. They edit our podcast. They make all the graphics. They uh, lift out videos of me butchering people's names and uh, saying weird phrases that I've never, ever they're, said they're, before. They're going to leave somehow, all of that in this episode, though. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> somehow this mic gets, when it gets in front of me, I start saying I start talking like a 70-year-old, so I don't know what happens to me, but uh, they do all of that for us, okay? And what they're doing for us, they could do for you, your company, your church, your ministry. Uh, they're amazing, absolutely amazing, and they're experts, and they will crush it for you, I promise. Uh, so check them out at mavenmediaproductions.com. And thanks to Scott Hoke for our voiceover intro. Guys, we love you. Thanks for listening. And until next time, deuces. Smell you later. <laughs>